You are listening to Better Golf Academy with me, Hanju Lee. This is episode three. Well, hello everyone. Okay, here's the thing. We all want to get better at golf. But for whatever the reason, our game just doesn't improve. Sound familiar? Okay, well, I'm here to share the best secrets of improving your score. This podcast is not about giving you swing techniques or swing tips, but it's about giving you specific strategies, a tangible plan, and fun ways to improve your score. So welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. You ready? All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? What's up? Hey, this might date me a bit, but in back in 2006-ish, I think Budweiser came up with the commercial with just a bunch of dudes just talking on the phone saying, what's up, to each other for about like a minute, and then it like ends. Okay, you can look it up. I'll, I'll put a YouTube link on there. But the f- funny thing is the first comment on the commercial is this, Best beer commercial ever made, hands down. And I'm going to have to agree with that. Seriously, it's the best beer commercial ever made. Um, Okay, so welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. I am more than grateful that you are here listening, subscribing, commenting, engaging, laughing, and learning with me, right? You guys are all doing that, right? Also giving me like five-star reviews. Okay, uh, speaking of, okay, I want to take a minute to acknowledge my friend Tony. He left me a five-star review, and this is what he said. He said, this is gold. Hanju, which is me, possesses such a unique ability to deliver high-value content so simply. His fresh perspectives are parallel with life. And transcends beyond the game itself. I am sold. Keep on coming, Hanju, as long as you keep referencing me in every episode. Okay, dude. Thank you so much for that, Tony. And yes, I have hidden meaning behind some things I say about golf because I truly believe that there are so many that parallels and there are so many similarities with golf and life, except life isn't as complicated. And Tony says that he'll keep listening if I keep referencing him. So I am now referencing you again, bro. That's two out of three episodes. You happy now? And by the way, I will take my time before each episode to acknowledge my listener by name if you just leave me an honest, heartfelt review. Okay? All right. Looking forward to it. And if you are a first-time listener, welcome. I am so happy that you're here, and I hope I can be of value to you in improving your game, okay? So today, I'm going to talk specifically about how average golfers play the par fives. And I'm going to share some thoughts and strategy on how you can play it totally different and how I can help you save a ton of strokes. This is going to blow your mind. Okay, well, maybe not blow your mind, but... I'm pretty sure it's going to make you go, hmm, or what's that, or something like that, okay? 
and hope that it will even get you to go out and try it. That's my goal today. And I am sure that it will work for you. And I'm about 98.6% sure. All right. So I was playing golf the other day at my local course. And when my friend um, hit a real bad drive off the tee on a par five, I said to him, it's all right. It's, it's a par five. You'll have another shot to make it up. I don't know about you, but I consider par fives the easiest out of the par threes and par fours. I guess it's because you get an extra shot, it seems like. Long hitters can get it on the green or near the green on their second shot, which leaves them a simple up and down or two putt for birdie, right? It's definitely what most golfers utilize to gain some headway or, or relief in their score, right? Okay, so let me give you some stats on the professional level. And I know we're not professionals, but just for us to get an idea, here's some stats, okay? For the PGA, Bill Horschel leads the par threes scoring by birding 18.41% of the ones that he plays. That's a lot. That's a lot. Justin Thomas leads all the par fours by birding 21.5% of the ones that he plays. That's also a lot, right? That's one out of every five that he's birding. That's crazy. Now, Justin Thomas also holds a record for the par fives, and he birdies, get this, 57.34% of the ones that he plays. That's more than half. All right, so let's look at the LPGA. Now, Caroline Headwall leads the par three by averaging 2.92 strokes um, per par three, which is 0.08 strokes below par, right? Well, I don't know why PGA and LPGA keeps different category of stats, but anyways. Jin Youngko, my Korean sister, she leads a par fours by averaging 3.89, which is 0.11 strokes below par. Jin Youngko, again, also leads a par fives by averaging 4.57, which is 0.43 strokes below par. Okay. So what are all these numbers saying? What is the message? The message is this. Par fives are the easiest to score well on, period. And I just took these numbers and I gave it to you to prove it. So you're thinking, okay, so what am I doing wrong? Why am I not capitalizing on these opportunities? Okay, so well, thanks for asking. Let me tell you what most of us are doing on the par fives that's not serving us well. All right, so this is what most of us do on par fives. We try everything we can to hit two perfect, long, and straight shots so that we can be closest to the green as possible after both shots. That will leave us with the best case scenario to go after the pin and score low, and that will give us the best chance at a birdie. Because the shorter the shot, the easier it is, right? Sounds right. Sounds logical. But where do we go wrong? Okay, first, we don't usually hit two perfect long and straight shots in a row. And two, one of the reasons that you don't always hit two perfect shots in a row is because you are hitting the two longest clubs in the bag. 
Two longest clubs are usually the two toughest clubs to hit straight and have a lot of control over. So the highest percentage outcome will probably be that on your third shot, you're not in the ideal position to fire to hole. Okay, sound familiar? Also, the architect, the course architect knows this about you. So you know what they're going to make to make it even more devastating? They'll place strategic barriers in strategic places for an average golfer like you to fall into. It's a trap. It's mean, but it's true. We have to outsmart the course architect. Okay, think about this. Even if we accomplish two perfect long and straight shots and we even avoid the barriers, we sometimes end up at a weird and awkward distance that requires finesse and perfect distance control swing. That swing requires either half or three-quarter swing inside 100 yards, which we're not quite sure how far the ball is going to go. This sometimes gets us into more trouble. We'll chunk it or we'll hit it way over. We're just not good at keeping the half or three-quarter swing consistent and firing at the pin. So let's face it. We're not hitting 300-yard drives and setting up ourselves for an ego putt. Well, maybe some of you are, but I'm not. So... I propose this entire new way of looking at par fives to play it smarter and play strategically so it best sets you up for success. Okay? All right. This is what you need to do. Number one, figure out your favorite distance. Okay? Figuring out your favorite club that can give you the consistent distance over and over again. I say usually between 100 and 125 yards, okay? For me, I have a 100-yard club. That's my favorite distance club. It's my 52-degree wedge, a gap wedge. And when I take a normal full swing at it, it goes 100 yards. Do you have one of these clubs in your bag? Okay, so when I was in high school, I, I played this course called Washoe County Golf Course. It's in Reno, Nevada, where I grew up. I walked it constantly and i found on the left side of hole number two i don't know if it's still there or not there's a practice area that not a lot of people took advantage of there were two practice greens about 75 to 100 yards from each other so i remember just taking these two clubs and a shag bag filled with about like 75 balls and i spent a couple hours over there just hitting the ball back and forth from green to green and I was just trying to get it on the green. Eventually, I became very familiar with my own swing and club. I figured out what I needed to do and how I needed to swing it to consistently get it near or on the practice green. So you might not have something like that for you to practice at 100-yard shots, but I highly recommend you get on the driving range. Pick out a 100-yard marker somewhere out there or 125 or somewhere in between and figure out which club you can hit consistently to that spot over and over again. This is the key to better par fives. The more comfortable and confident you get with this shot, the better your score will be. Okay, and additionally, I suggest figuring out two different shots from the same distance. Okay, number one, Hit a normal wedge shot that will naturally have a high trajectory and will land softly and even spin back a bit. This shot will be more suited for pins that are located in the front of the green 
or hidden behind a lip or bunker that requires clearing and soft landing without much roll, okay? Second, a more of a low chip shot that will stay low to the ground and get some roll after it lands on the green. Keeping the ball low will give you so much more control and this is ideal for pins in the back of the green or playing in like windy conditions. Okay, so I created a fun drill worksheet for you to download to work on these two shots and for you to keep working on them until you nearly perfect it. This will be the key to a better par five. Just go to bettergolfacademy.com forward slash three, that's number three, to download your free drill worksheet. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. There's a chart to keep your stats so you can watch your improvement during your practice sessions. Okay, did I say practice? Okay, what? So if you haven't heard me talk about practice, listen to my podcast number one. If you want to hear more about life-changing secrets of the P word, okay? But for the 100-yard drill or 100, 125-yard drill, visit bettergolfacademy.com forward slash three for the free resources, okay? So number two, place your second shot for what you've been perfecting. Okay, now that you've almost perfected your 100-yard or so swing, you know what you need to do? Get the ball there. It's like volleyball. You've been working on spiking the ball over and over and over again. And, uh, and now all you need is someone to set it up so you can do your thing, right? The beauty and the curse of golf is that that person is you. You get to set it up and you also get to spike it down, okay? So this is where the magic happens. Remember, before you were trying to pull out the two longest club in your bag to swing hard to get as close as you can to the green. But now, all you're trying to do is land the ball 100 to 100 or 125 yards from the green. Oh man, now this game has gotten so much easier all of a sudden. Sometimes you are even hitting a mid to short iron to place it 100 yards or 125 yards out. And with that, you'll have more control and higher percentage shots to set yourself up for the next even more higher percentage shot. More higher, is that, is that even the word? Okay, see what we're doing? We're trying to get you the highest probability to make the best score. Okay, now we have a perfect setup. Let's get ready for the spike. But one more quick thought before you start spiking away which is number three, assess the pin situation. Okay, what do you mean? Okay, remember, you haven't only been working on one shot to get to the pin. You've been working on two shots, remember that? One high, one low. You have to now stand behind the ball and figure out which shot is going to make more sense to you. High trajectory shot landing near the hole softly and with a little spin, or do you want to land it on the green and give it a chance to roll it to the hole? Again, a quick review on which shot will be the best. Okay, High trajectory shot will be more suited for pins that are located in the front of the green or hidden behind a lip or bunker that requires a clearing and soft landing without much roll. Or a low chip shot that will stay low to the ground and get some roll after it lands on the green. Keeping the ball low will give you so much more control. 
And this is ideal for pins in the back of the green or playing in like windy conditions. Now execute it. Spike it into the opponent's face. In this case, your opponent will be like the course architect, right? Okay, get that ball close for a birdie putt. Okay, so hey, look at it this way. Par fives are a gift to us. They're a gift. It's a gift that keeps giving. But we have to prepare ourselves to position it so that we can benefit from this gift as best as we are able. Again, if you are a long hitter, you should have a whole other strategy. But for the rest of us, this will work best in our favor. Okay, so let me quickly summarize what we just talked about. Number one, get your 100 yards figured out. Work hard, practice long hours, have fun, okay? But get this 100 yards figured out. I used to show my friends my blisters on my hand the next day after a long drill session. I, I was very, very proud of it. I was proud of the process. I was, I, was, I was proud of the progress, how I felt after. I felt like I, I like mastered something. I felt like I could take on the world or take on all the par fives of the world anyway. Number two, place your second shot for what you've been perfecting. Is set it up, set it up nice, set it up to attack. This is about hitting the next shot so that you'll have your ideal yards left to the hole, which is what, 100 or 125 yards, depending on what you chose. And number three, assess the pin situation and decide how you're going to hit it, high or low. Easier shot is low. I've watched the pros hit this shot time and time again low and at the pin i bet you they can even do it with their eyes closed okay so execute get it close attack the pin this is your moment so i know where you're coming from i feel you it's something about golf that keeps tempting you to just hit the ball as far as you can every time you get a chance especially on a par five i don't know why but it's always there for me too but there's something to be said for sacrificing yards to create the best case scenario to put yourself in a position where you will most likely succeed. Something you worked hard to get. So give yourself a chance to hit that perfect shot you've been wanting to hit. You get to do this four times around. Shave off those strokes. You will walk away with a different mindset knowing that this game of golf didn't control you this time. You controlled it. And that's a great feeling, okay? Hey, was that helpful? Can we not get greedy with wanting more yards every time, but be disciplined in being at the right yard? Like 100, 125, that's the right yard, okay? All right, so have an awesome week, everyone. I hope this is very helpful to you. Try this out. It will really, really improve your par five scores. I promise. All right, let's do this. Let's get better together. And thanks for listening to Better Golf Academy. Talk to you soon.